What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back inside the UC Health Training Center for another episode of Broncos Now. Team reporter and host Sydney Jones here. And coming up on today's episode, the Broncos selected guard Dalton Reisner to be their candidate for the 2022 Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year. Plus, CBS4's Romy Bean joins the show to give her insight surrounding the team. All that and more coming up. It's the players day off here at the UC Health Training Center. So there was no practice or media press conferences today. But the team announced this morning that guard Dalton Reisner was selected as this year's nominee for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. The Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year Award recognizes a player for his outstanding leadership both on the field and in the community. Don Reisner has been selected due to his work as an athlete ambassador for A Precious Child, a nonprofit that provides children in need with opportunities and resources to empower them to achieve their full potential. He was also selected due to his foundation work, the Reisner Up Foundation, the team's community outreach opportunities, and more. And for today's guest on Broncos Now, CBS 4's sports reporter and anchor Romy Bean joins me here inside the Broncos podcast studio to give her thoughts surrounding the team. Romy, so appreciate you joining me here. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I've wanted to be on all year. I finally got my call up. Yes, of course. I'm so happy to have you on. It's always a pleasure and always so fun chatting with you. It's always <laughs> just so good seeing you in the locker room, no matter what's going on. It's true. Well, Romy, as you know, it's been a kind of a tough season here for the Broncos. You know, team sits at three and nine heading into week 14. Kind of hard to believe it's already week 14 of the season. How's the season been going for you so far? I mean, you know, I think it's the same thing as everybody. You keep going back to the beginning of the season. What makes the season so tough is there were such high expectations. It's the sixth straight losing season but it feels more painful, I think, for Broncos fans and, and, you know, for players, for everyone, for guys who have been here for a while, because the expectations were so different. This is the first season really since post Super Bowl 50 that they've gone in with such high expectations. People and were excited. So excited. Yeah. And that's what makes everything so much tougher. And the offensive ineptitude and the struggles on offense, put it better that way. Yeah. That's what makes it all the more stunning because you finally got that pieces because for years, everyone's been saying the Broncos are a quarterback and a coach away. They got the quarterback, they got the coach and nothing is working. And yet what is still the strong suit of this team is the defense. All these things that I you know. didn't expect didn't to be expect. talking about week right. after week. That's what makes it, it just really stunning. Yeah. And I think what's been so hard week after week is, these really, really close games the Broncos have been in where, you know, they have a lead going into, you know, the second half, the third quarter and aren't able to finish these games. Why do you think they haven't been able to finish these games? And I, I know, you know, on Sunday versus the Ravens, the defense, a lot of guys on defense, Justin Simmons, Deshaun Williams, they talked in the locker room after the game and said that this one was on them. You know, they felt really, really bad about that game winning yeah. touchdown. The Ravens scored on their final drive, but both Coach Hacken and Russell agreed after the game that yeah. it's not on the defense. They This offense just needs to score more points. I mean, I think every week you just love this defense a little bit more because yeah. they put everything on their shoulders, including the blame. Mm -hmm. And I am of the opinion that I just can't subscribe to that. Oh, I no. understand you can pull out the stats. They've given up points in the last five minutes in right. eight games or this, that, or the other or whatnot. 
I mean, they held the Ravens to 10 points. How many teams are they holding, you know, third, what is it, third in the league now right. in points allowed? This defense has done everything, and they have gone above and beyond. But it shows the humility. It shows the pride of that group. that They continue sure. to take the blame. They continue to not pin it on anybody. It's really incredible uh, how, how much the locker room has stayed together, and I give so much credit to that unit. But mm-hmm. I, just can't, I just can't put anything on the defense. There are some people that say, no, they're not clutch in the clutch moments. But I don't think it's at that point. I mean, I think their back is just broken, you know, and they're trying. And I think they understand that things are not clicking on the offense. And it's not for a lack of effort. And Justin Simmons said that it's the offense. It's not that the offense is not trying. Right. Injuries are a factor. I know we can't use injuries as an excuse. And that's such a narrow, uh, a delicate line to play. But it is true, man. I mean, you look at it. With, with the offensive line, with the receivers, with the running, every single position, they are absolutely depleted. But at the same time, as Justin Simmons always says, nobody feels sorry for you. You can't make those excuses. I think the frustrating thing is, and for the, de- I'm sure for the defense and for the offense, is that, like we said, the offense, it's not that they're not trying. They're trying something different every week. I really like how they came out in the Baltimore game, trying yeah. different things. Russ under center, run. heavy yeah. personnel. Loved it. I loved what I was seeing. But Nothing, nothing is working. And I think part of that is that the Broncos are in a place right now where they're playing to not lose. They're not playing to win. And there are things where we saw it at the beginning when I feel like the game of football is a, is a chess match. You got to run the same play over and over and over again. And then you run that trick play where Jerry Judy gets 40 yards because mm-hmm. now they think you're going to run it run again. It. Yeah. But the inability to stick with that because nothing's going right yeah. It is just uh, a little bit of the identity of this offense right now. For and sure. so it's, it's, you know, it's frustrating for them. You know, it's frustrating for the defense, but I give everybody credit for sticking together despite man, it just being it's like head against the wall over and over and over again. It's funny. Cause I, you know, at the beginning of the season, we talk for weeks and weeks about when's this offense going to click. Right. And I think, you know, now more recently, it's rather than when's this offense going to click, it's more along the lines of like, okay, what can they do each week? What can they focus on each week to take, you know, just a little step here and there and focus on specific things. And, you know, I think it's been super frustrating. Well, Coach Hackett said this week, said on Monday following the game, the most frustrating part about this offense consistently is just their issues on third down. And we, we talk week in and week out about, you know, how they can fix that. And it's tough because it's not like these, they're in these, third and long situations where they can fix what they're doing on first and second down. We saw that in the game this week, you know, they're in these third and short third and third and manageable situations that should be, you know, easy to get that first down. Why do you think maybe they're, they aren't able to fix their issues on third down when it's consistently a point of emphasis every single week? You know, I wish I had the answer. It it is (laughs) stunning. And I think what's really stunning about it is that there is no progress being made. And they've made changes like you changed, you know, you have Clint Kubiak come in as the play caller. Now they're making changes. They're doing different things, putting Russ under center a little bit more, trying different things. And yet nothing, nothing is working, you know, and even if it works for a little bit, they're not able to carry it over. I think my biggest concern is when you look at it without fail, the third quarter, for example, we keep joking. What's happening at halftime? Are we yeah. eating fruit snacks and Capri Sun? I know, I know they're not, but it's... I am. It, it, I need some, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm getting the hot dogs and the, and the pretzel. I know. Oh, but that the fact that that part, it's things like that. You're coming out and the third quarter 
is the same. I mean, they, they can't score a touchdown. You've done it what was once or twice in the third quarter mm-hmm. all season. And so those little lacks uh, and little signs of zero progress is what I think there is. It's so hard right now for this offense to build any sort of momentum because the minute one thing goes wrong, as they say in sports and in anything, you only get confidence by doing it. You only get confidence sure. by winning. And this team now this far into the season, 12 games in, has no confidence in what they can do in that ability to get that third down and the ability to make that crucial touchdown when they need it because they haven't done it. And it's to a point now where that's a great point. It's hard to believe that you can do it now because you don't have that confidence because you haven't done it all year. Yeah. And Russell, Russell Wilson even said that I think it was either this week or the week before, you know, winning is a habit, but Losing can also be a habit, too, yeah. which I think they're kind of down that rabbit hole at this point. I think they are, and I think that's a huge point, Sid, is that this team, we've always talked about the, the winning culture of the Denver Broncos. That hasn't existed. That's not just this year, right? This is going back six years now. That's a better part of a decade, really, when you look at it like that, and yeah. you have to learn how to win. And I've asked a lot of guys this, and it's one of those almost intangible things that you can't – White, place your finger on how do you right. learn how to win? I asked George Payton when we were in London, how do you uh-huh. how do you undo learn not to lose games? And you know he kind of had a broad spectrum answer as well because yeah. it's almost goes back to that confidence thing. And still, until you can start doing it, you can't really like learn learn how to do it, right? Mm-hmm. And so at this point, <laughs> most of the guys who have been in the locker room have only experienced this kind of see, these kind of seasons. Um, you know, and they're all elite, the best upper echelon 1% of athletes in the world. There's no doubt about the talent. That's not a thing, but everybody in the NFL is that talented. I always take issue when people say, oh, this person stinks. This person stinks. Oh, really? (laughs) Because they have more talent. You do that right in their right pinky that all of us do. Right. Right. And so it's not, it's not a talent issue, but it is. A culture, you look at it, the Ravens are the perfect example. Mm-hmm. Part of it's really good coaching, and they just have this tradition every single year. Even good. if they're injured, even if they don't have all the right pieces, they find right. a way to compete, and that you build that culture. And I mm-hmm. think the Broncos have to find a way to build that culture. What that answer is, I wish I had that answer. I don't know, because they're trying. They're trying different coaches, trying different players, right? And so they haven't found the formula. And so it's almost like a, you can't quite put your finger on it what that is. But, you know, and they've brought in guys that have won before, DJ Jones. There are guys right. in that locker room that have experienced winning. Right. Uh, Russell, Russell Wilson, Wilson, let's be honest, right? So it's it's almost just very puzzling that they are who they are right now. Mm-hmm. But I do think part of it is embracing who you are, right? Realizing sure. that, sadly, playoffs are out the window. Sadly, a winning season is out the window. So it's embracing what you are right now and, and just trying to fix and work on the little things that you can work on and – making it more micro and maybe that helps this team as opposed to the big macro picture of of being the broncos brand and all those things right and just coming together and it's them against the world and Mm -hmm. and playing for what you have on the table this week and what's on the table this week beating patrick Mahomes. yeah broncos have never beat patrick Mahomes. you know what are we on 13 crazy 13 straight yeah so there's always a reason to play for you know and goes back to I give these guys credit. They come out every week. They play. They put their pride on the line. So it's finding what it is to play for this week. I think we're at that point in the season, and, and that's how you have to go about it. Yeah, I agree, Romy. Well, want to look at some of the positives yes. from Sunday's game, specifically this defense, pass, the pass rush specifically. 
I know heading into Sunday's game, I believe we had only recorded two sacks in the previous three games, but then, you know, this pass rush came out, had four on Sunday versus the Ravens, two from Deshaun Williams, you know, not only his first sack of the season, but a two sack game from Mm -hmm. him. What did you really like about that unit's performance on Sunday and how do you want to see them build off of that? What I loved is I feel like they finally figured out who they are post Bradley Chubb. Uh, And and that was a natural transition to figure that out, run defense as well. I think one thing that Bradley Chubb did really well that maybe we didn't talk about as much was his run defense. He was huge in that as well. And so adapting to that, and it when you really look at it in the big picture, it didn't take them very long to figure out how to live without Bradley Chubb. And I've been so impressed. I guess I shouldn't be surprised again with this defense at their ability to adapt at what Coach Avero does every single week. But they have figured out now how to live without Bradley Chubb mm-hmm. and, and how to thrive again. And let's give some props right now, excuse me, to Josie Jewell and Alex Singleton. That was my next 17 question. 17 tackles each. Shout out to them. My yeah, goodness. They've had a heck of a season, both of them. Right? And you yeah. got to say, like, let's be honest. Going into this season, everyone was like, mm, I don't know about that linebacker core. Yeah. They're inside linebackers. Like, kind of felt like people were upset that nobody that we didn't draft the Broncos sorry didn't draft right. a linebacker and I say we all boy <laughs> have they stepped up so, my goodness so so much credit to right. both of them they're two peas in a pod too oh, they're just man. cut from the same cloth and so humble you yeah. try you know what's so crazy too you go afterwards after the game you're trying to talk to them and 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 boost them up and get them right. to talk about their individual performance and they don't want to hear no. it it's about the team. the team we didn't win so it doesn't matter but Absolutely. man they have been such big contributors and, and the whole pass rush as a whole being able to to work without Randy Gregory. That was supposed yeah. to be such a big piece this year and For find sure. a way to get to the Ravens four times and guys like Deshaun Williams stepping up. I mean, I just love it with this defense. There's never a, a lack of try, never a lack of effort. Mm-hmm. And they continue to, when you when you think, oh, Bradley Chubb's gone. Nope, a couple weeks later, and here Back they are thriving. Group. And you, you got to give them so much props. It's awesome to see. They're fun to watch too. Well, Romy, last one here for you. No, what? I know. Not done. Stay on forever. <laughs> I know we talked a little bit earlier. You know, the Broncos have lost 13 straight to the Chiefs, and, you know, they welcome them into town this weekend. Uh, back at home, finally. Two games on the road was a little bit too much. Nice to be back at home. What's kind of the mindset you think for this team at this point in the season when, you know, they're really just playing for their pride mm-hmm. and, you know, for the brotherhood? I think that's exactly that's what it, it is. It's yeah. You're playing for each other. You're playing for the guy to the left of you, to the right of you. And let's be honest, you're playing for your job. Yeah. Let's be honest. Nobody knows what ownership is going to do this offseason. They've used this season to survey what's going on. I'm sure they've got all of their notes. And everybody knows they're going to come in and, and who knows, maybe make changes, maybe not. But all these guys know you're playing for that tape. Because not only are they looking, but 31 other owners and GMs are looking as well. So there's that going on, too. You're playing for pride. You're playing for your job. Uh, you know, you're playing for each other. And like I said, it, it's getting up each week and finding something to play for. And if beating Patrick Mahomes is not something to play for, then I don't know, I don't what, know what, is. what is. Because, <laughs> listen, you know playoffs aren't on the line. But if you can say at least, man, we came out, we beat Mahomes, right. we ended we that 13-game drought. Gosh. Patrick Mahomes, by the way, 14-0. and 0, against AFC West opponents on the road. Ugh, that's unbelievable. That's incredible. But if you can be the ones to spoil that, I mean, that's stuff to really, really take pride in, right? You yeah, know? absolutely. And I will say, I talked to Justin Simmons a few weeks ago uh, and asked him, honestly, man, how do guys not just come in and collect their cha- paychecks at this point? And, and he almost wasn't mad at me, but was almost mad at the thought. The that, thought of it. That, yeah. that would even be a thing. And he 
you know, he said, no, that's completely unacceptable. Right. And nobody in this locker room is going to do that. And I believe him. You know oh, what I yeah. mean? Because of he's one of the leaders of this locker room and he sets that precedent. Now nah, we're not doing oh, yeah. it. So I think they're still going to come out and play their hearts out. And really, it's all you can ask. Absolutely. Yep. yep. Well, we'll see what happens this Sunday. Romy, I love having you on. Oh, my Thanks gosh. So this much was for joining me. Day made. Thanks for having me. My day is made. Thank you for joining me. And thanks so much for your insight on the team. Thanks for having me. Well, that'll do it for today's episode of Broncos Now. Broncos Country, thanks so much for tuning in today and every day. The team will be back at practice tomorrow, so make sure to meet me right back here on the Broncos Podcast Network and YouTube for another episode. I'll see you all then.